Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg, and the legendary low-note llama himself, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. You know, more and more people are asking, what is the World Trumpet Federation? To that we say the WTF is just the place to go for the truth about trumpet. Home to the Open Bell podcast and much, much more, the World Trumpet Federation is here for you, our trumpet-playing friends and neighbors. Not a trumpet player? No problem. You are welcome to, because for us, it's about much, much more than the trumpet. We pride ourselves on offering you information that will help with all aspects of your musicianship, teaching, and playing. The WTF is your one resource for the truth about trumpet, and of course, pink hoodies. Just go to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com or email us at theopenbell at gmail.com for your direct access to all the goodness the WTF has to offer. And by Dylan Music. Dylan Music has faithfully been with us this entire season, and they have generously offered the promo code OPENBELL5 for you, our listeners, to get 5% off of all your accessories. Now listen, as you head into summer, it's the best time to stock up on all that stuff. You know, the stuff you need to keep your horn moving and working. That fleet of trumpets requires your attention, and Dylan is there to help. And if your budget allows for some more ambitious shopping, Dylan Music is the place to make those trumpet dollars go as far as possible. Just get yourself to Woodbridge, New Jersey, and check them out. Of course, if you can't make it, just call our buddy Jim McCombs at 732-634-3399 for all the information you need. No phone, no problem www.dylanmusic.com is an easy way to have access to them and get all the answers you want about the gear that you want. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things and no offense. We use these segments to lift, list, and line out information that should be labeled for loud and lively trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling, inventor, entrepreneur, principal. Prince, Dear Mr. Principal. Gosling, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it is oh, we did no. wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, this is the Wayback Machine. <laughs> oh, my word. We, we think you're crazy for making us write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us in the simplest terms in the most convenient definitions but we found what we found out is that each of us is a a hammerhead and a trumpet jock and a lead player <laughs> and a princess and a cornet player does that answer your question sincerely <laughs> yours the wtf <laughs> wow so, finish your finish breakfast your breakfast there club there it is <laughs> what you have for breakfast this morning finish your breakfast club and use the promo code bell promo code Get 15% off your order. Go to (laughs) www.chopsaver.com today. Wow. (laughs) And our very own Molly Ringwald. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Way, way back. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You guys are brutal. All right. So um, since since we're doing overrated, underrated, and properly rated, my my warm-up is actually a warm-up of Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Uh-oh. Oh, Are you I like foreshadowing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, and so I ask you, fine gentlemen, 
overrated, underrated, properly rated cornet player, Tom Hutchinson. Wow. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm going to go first here because uh-huh. I've given this a lot of thought. So <laughs> if we're going to say inside the United States, then absolutely underrated. Okay. Because we yeah. were at ITG a couple of years ago, and on the program uh, it was you and Phil Smith and Whiff and Rex Rex and Tom. Tom, um, yeah. And, and you know, I watched, and I was at the rehearsal, and everybody's mm-hmm. very excited about all those people they already know. Who wouldn't yes. be excited to see Phil Smith? Who isn't excited to see Rex, Whiff, mm-hmm. you? And, like, yes. you know, mm-hmm. this is exciting and cool. And everybody's like, who's the skinny guy who keeps ordering pancakes for breakfast? You know? That's the guy. <laughs> That's him. But then his playing was lights out. I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. And this isn't saying anything negative about anybody else that played. But, boy, if that didn't have you go, okay, I need to learn more about that guy. So right. in this country, absolutely underrated. Now, yep. I don't live in England, but certainly he's been the, you know, he's been an award-winning uh, member of an award-winning band. So I yes. would hope that he's at least properly rated there. I, I would hope, but I don't know. I can only speak to the United States where I'm going to go vastly <laughs> Very underrated. underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to agree with the vastly underrated here. No doubt about it. Now, overrated in terms of ordering food, as we have. <laughs> yeah. I, I, bad again, at, uh, bad if, at breakfast. He's bad. If you play, if, if, since we're referencing the Breakfast Club here this yes. morning. Breakfast, he was here. Ahead. He stayed with me for a week. Yeah. I had to go to Jimmy John's for lunch four times. Why? Because he, he was desperate to go to Jimmy John's. Now don't get me wrong. I actually like Jimmy John's. It's a nice, quick sandwich and, and relatively clean, fast food. But yep. this is the problem with... with uh, well, England. <laughs> In <laughs> general. We've had, we've had this discussion well, many times before. The, the, what are sentences never been said before? Hey, let's go out for British, right? right. So right. I don't think he knows what good food is. Yeah. Right. So he finds mm-hmm. something like, hey, I went to Jimmy John's. Hey, relative to what I live with all the time, that's amazing. Let's just <laughs> keep that. going there. Right. Yes. He sits yeah. down at a... Uh, place on the Riverwalk in San Antonio and says, give me some pancakes. And he's like, wow, relative to what I deal with on a regular basis, this is amazing. Keep bringing me the pancakes. He thought those uh, were spicy. I, I think we got, he needs right. a food education. That's and I think we're needs. the ones to give it to him. So overrated there, underrated as a, as a player. And I'm going to bet, Brian, that the reason you're asking this is because you kind of feel that he's underrated in his own country. Yeah, he's he's won everything. Um yeah, I think in general he's overrated as a professional. Overrated? Like, overrated? I mean, un- sorry, underrated, underrated as a professional. Oh, you okay. said over. Sorry, yes, I misspoke. He he's under. I mean, he does not. He does not live high on the hog, right? He does not have a huge bank account. He's he he does not have a big time college job. He has mm-hmm. he's an adjunct at Royal Wells College, mm-hmm. and he has lots of people who invite him. He was he was just in Ohio recently. Um, so he yeah. does fly all over the world. He's been to Japan and Australia, and he does a week or two. Then he goes to Canada, and um, you know, I think people know him, but I don't think, yeah, I think he's underrated everywhere. Yeah, even where he's thought of as maybe the best player in the country. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good warm up. That's good. That's not bad. We agree. Because yeah, of, yeah. of all the of all the people that you hear talked about in British in the British brass band circles, I mean Thomas, I mean in our circle we know him, but yes, 
but I'm I'm going to go with even underrated there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, cool. Hmm. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, I have this. Uh, this past weekend, the Cleveland Orchestra debuted a brand new piece. Oh, yes, they, yes did. they did. Now, the Cleveland Orchestra commissioned Wynton Marcellus to write a trumpet concerto for right. Michael Sachs. Fantastic. This is huge news in the trumpet world. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very big deal. And how long was the piece? The piece is in six movements and is about 35 minutes long. <laughs> so it's going to get a lot of like recital performances and stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the thing. The only thing we've been able to see is like a minute and a half uh, the orchestra put up on YouTube. It's like a minute and a half out of one movement. So right. like musically speaking, I only know what I've read. I haven't heard the piece. Now, I understand that the piece has been both audio and video recorded for like a radio release or a video release. So I'm hopeful that very soon I will get to both uh, watch and listen to Michael uh, play that piece. It seems I, like a lot. I want to hear minutes. it, obviously. How yeah. much did they pay for this? What is it per minute, Bill? What do you get per minute, Bill, to write music? What does music? Bill get? You're or asking the wrong get? person. <laughs> you realize Winton is a Pulitzer Prize winning <laughs> composer, yeah. right? Yeah. Our but rates just are com- slightly different. By comparison, Bill. You get about fifty dollars a minute. You get like I, a buck so, a buck a minute. So far, <laughs> a minute. Uh, well, if I factor in everything I made at ABB against every piece I've ever played, <laughs> a written, I'm going to go with a dollar twenty-five a written minute. There you go. <laughs> so you're breaking. I think Winton might make more than that. A little bit this. more. Maybe thirty-five minutes. Thirty-five minutes, six movements. That's a. That is a. Let, come on, let's let's wager. What do you How think? are we ever going to find out? Do we know anybody that's able to Winton find out? Well I mean, aren't those? But their budget is probably public, uh, public knowledge, right? They have to post a budget. They don't have to no post way. exactly they what they paid for every piece. No, but thirty-five minutes. He that's fifty grand. That's where I was kind of falling. Wow, I was, I was in the fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars. I think it was just a concerto, and as a flat rate, and it was going to be fifty grand. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really go all out." We might, and we might minutes. be lowball there. Wow. Okay, sorry, Joey. Didn't mean to hijack that. No, it's fine. I I wasn't really concerned that much about the budget, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Cons- I I do like the idea. One, new music. Uh, two, you know, both enormous names, not just like big names, but yeah. enormous names in the trumpet. Enormous world. trumpet names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, in, in, on the jazz side of things, who's been more. Uh, you know, known in the past, what, 30 years than, than Wynton Marsalis. Sure. And the same could be said of orchestral trumpet playing of Michael Sachs. Yeah, it's outrageous so putting what these does. two together on a stage, this is a big, I mean, I was thinking, man, how could I just drive out there? But it wasn't really go. possible over the weekend. Like, I want to go check this out. Yeah. You know? And now all I want to do is hear it. I, you know, and all we're hearing is, I, I saw an absolutely ridiculous, as you know, I like to read uh, some online forums, um, discussion uh online about from people who haven't heard or seen it and are talking about why winton's not this or why michael's not Uh, that and all i can think is really wow (laughs) this is one of the dumber things i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah here we are on on essentially a trumpet board Mm -hmm. trashing winton marcellus and michael sachs this gets me, you know, right. I know we've talked about this before, but this is kind of where I wanted to get to. It's like, are we doing this so wrong? Like, hey, listen, mm-hmm. I think that a- anybody can have a bad day. 
You know, I remember several years ago, somebody put up a video uh, that was trashing Wayne Bergeron. And I thought, wow, maybe Wayne had a really, really bad day. And I watched the video. And, you know, because you catch anybody live and anybody could have a bad performance. And then, sure. hey, you could take your shots. And I watched Wayne and thought, that sounds great to me. What am sounds I pretty much missing? like Wayne. <laughs> what am I missing mm-hmm. here? Like, here's Wayne playing live and sounding great. Huh. So if someone had been there and had some honest criticism of the piece, which you could have, like you could say, hey, it's too long. Need some editing. Or, you know, mm. or, or hey. You too many notes. <laughs> too, too many, many notes. notes. <laughs> too many notes. They should only have seven notes. You used all 12. So, you know, or let's say, let's say Michael had a terrible night, which is one of those things I actually talk to the students here about. When there are faculty recitals, I think I've talked about this before, you should show up. What if the teacher folds? Wouldn't you want to be there for that? Like that alone (laughs) should get you in the door. You know, so what if Michael steps up there and just had a train wreck of a performance? Wouldn't you want to be there for that? And then there could be some honest criticism of that. He doesn't really do that. No, of course not. I, I, no, no, I mean, I'm but, not saying he can't have a bad day, but, you know, Michael's been playing principal at orchestra for over 30 years, and, you know, I think we know how he plays. Yes. So, so, but to have an argument about people who haven't heard the piece or seen a, or heard a performance, to then <laughs> obviously go after it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm saying that, hey, if you've heard it and you have some honest criticism or if there was, the performance was lacking in some way and you were there and you want to discuss that, let's have that discussion. Right. But you the, weren't I, there. Yeah, it's right there, but... I thought, boy, is there anything bigger in Trumpet that happened in the last, you know, year than Wynton right. Marcellus writing a concerto for Michael Sachs? Like, wow. Right. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty yeah, that cool. That's pretty big, yeah. That's pretty cool. And now all I want is to hear it. I want I want to I want to copy the part, I want the score, <laughs> and I want the video from one of the concerts. Like this is what I want this is what I need. Before right. I need a thirty five minute break where I can just sit back with the score open watching watching Mike go. Watch the notes go by. This is what I want to see. Be, this is what I want. That would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great. So uh, how are you going to make that happen? Out, I don't know. Uh, I am going to check into it. I, I know the guys in the orchestra fairly well. So uh, dropping, I might drop the whole oh. section of line saying, hey, how was the weekend? I really wish I could have driven out. Is this going to be broadcast? And if so, how? Right. Uh, ask yeah. Jack. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm just going to try and figure that out. I'll report back if I can get any more information. Yeah, we want to know. Because that we we all want to be able to to hear and see this. This yeah. is really this is big trumpet news, right? This is what we should be talking about. It's as big as it there is, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that. So that's what I got for today. I'm just thinking about that. But uh, Bill, what do you got for us today? Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback there, like that the whole you're not even there. You're criticizing it, <laughs> right? Let's, come how on. does that work exactly? How how big an ego do you I'm have sorry, to have? <laughs> like what what are we going to do next? Are we going to complain about Gabriel's playing? Yeah. I mean, come on, get some valves, buddy. You know, you mean the the angel Gabriel? <laughs> I mean, the angel Ar- Gabriel, yeah. archangel. Get your get your stuff together. Ar- sorry, archangel. Why do Gabriel. I have to correct? Why do I have to keep helping the two of you? Episcopalian stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it's not like you know the archangel Gabriel came down and gave me advice. I'm going to blow it off. I mean, who would do that? Right. No. I mean, that's crazy. That's the archangel crazy. Gabriel came down and gave you advice. You'd listen to that. You know why? Because um, he's Catholic. Perfect. (laughs) You see? Came back right back around and got you, didn't it? There it is. Anyway, well, my news pales in comparison. I mean, I was just going to talk about what I was doing next, which is I get to go back to play with the Asheville Symphony in a couple weeks. Nice. Right. I'm thinking right around the time that this happens, I'm going to go play some West Side Story. Oh, man. You're doing symphonic dances? Yes. 
Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. This sounds like some good work. Me, yeah. Mark Claudfelter, and now the uh, brass band phenom, Chris Underwood. Chris Underwood. Nope. ABB's own. Yeah. ABB's own. He nailed, the, he nailed it at contest. He sounded great. What chair is he now? Contest? He, 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 yes. He sits, third, <laughs> he sits third man down. Third man down. Yeah. So that's the fourth person on down. Well, in the front row is the third person down. Yeah, third man down. Got your but, corner, you got your bumper, and then you got third man down. So it's the first number is three. Yes, that's yes. correct. That's so there's right. no first man down. No. There's no. no second man down. Even in the first section, the third man down is still the first number at three. Right. So there's no first man or second man. So the first one is the third man. Yeah, because the... the and any of, of these could be... It's any of these don't Any of these are not necessarily men, by the way. Oh, no. no of course no, no, not. No, no, Of course, it's just an antiquated system. Yeah, yeah. antiquated yeah. is right. Just a label. Yeah, it's a, label. it's a bad label. Top man, corner... <laughs> Corner. Top man. Corner chair. I'm okay Bumper with corner up. chair because that's man. literal. It is. A, your chair is literally on the corner. Well, sort of actually, but. No, yeah. literally. They set up in, a, in the, like 90 degree angles. They, call, they call the flugel a corner chair and the solo horn. Right. Cor- corner chairs. Yeah, those are mm. corner chairs because they are. Yeah. At the corners. They're on yeah. corners. Now you're doing math. It's all about math. <laughs> All right, so you're heading back to Asheville. Anyway, heading back to Asheville. That's all. Just wanted to share it. Like, sometimes you just talk about where you're going. That's where is I'm that going. Is that the only tune you're doing? Is that, are you doing the whole suite? No, I think there's thing? other stuff. I don't have any music yet. Wow, it's coming up. No music. Are you playing, are you playing no. bumper? Are you playing third? I think I'm playing third. <laughs> bumper. <laughs> I played bumper last time. Actually, I played more rep. <laughs> it was more rep. More <laughs> rep. <laughs> I played rep and bumper. You guys are impossible. <laughs> I love this. No, yeah, there's no, no this bumper time I think in I'm... orchestra. That's an assistant. It's not. It's a yeah. bumper. It's no, a bumper. it's not. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. And the bumper, I mean, it goes way, the responsibilities of the bumper go way beyond just sitting there in the chair. Of course. Yeah. All right. So way illuminate beyond. us. Here well, I'm saying like on the trip to England, I had to keep Brian safe. That was my job. No matter where we were, what was going on, I had to protect the performance. Like <laughs> Secret Service protecting the performance. Yeah. It's like Secret, like a bodyguard. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so you're yeah. doing this for uh, for Mark. Yeah. Well, actually, Chris is doing that for Mark, and I'm just kind of hanging out. So I'm you're third. not bumper. Um, no. But he's not, not bumper, bumper either. I'm third man down. Chris is bumper. Right. But he's he's second. He's not bumper. Well, that's kind of another. So there's no bumper on this show. No net. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Nanette. No net. <laughs> Working without a net. Who's a net? How did she get in this discussion? <laughs> He's the new bumper. So good. You guys are impossible. I love when we talk brass band. All right, boys, it's game time. Of course it is. It's time for Two Truths and a Lie. Exactly. Yes, it the is. The only game we actually have to prepare for, or are allowed to prepare for. I and we know. still fold. Yeah, well, <laughs> still fold. I don't know. I think, Joey, I think you did really well with this last time. You went two for two, didn't you? Oh, and I did. I stumped both of you, too. I think I yes, won last time, did. but it's the won. only time ever. Ever. And it will <laughs> not be repeated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, this is a fun one. We need this, because, look, we're running out of episodes this season. I'm just saying. Yeah. How many right? more We're also there? running out of stuff that we don't Those... know about each other. <laughs> I know. There's that, too. It's difficult. Too long. There's uh, four more after today, and, of course, we're ending with big episode 130, which you don't want to miss. 
Oh, right. right. This is, you know, that'll don't be a landmark, a landmark episode. Landmark in so many yeah. ways. Jeopardy is already written. It is just Whoa. sitting there simmering, waiting already for you boys. Written. Yeah. See, I was going to do it early. I was going to do it for 125, and then I'm like, no, no, no. It's too good. I got to put it off to 130. Wow. It's easy for him. You don't understand this. No, I don't know about that. But yeah, he sits so. down and it just rolls out of his pen. <laughs> We're onto getting there. Pages. So we got to do onto pages exactly, which is amazing because you guys can be able to see it <laughs> as you're editing. As uh. I'm editing. All right, Brian, you up? All right. So I do both truths and the lie. Yeah, you Tell give us all three. Order. Three all statements, three. and then three we statements. go from there. Yeah. All right. Three statements. All right. The first one is, um, you know that. Um, Recently, we, I've done this uh, this bike ride from from Pittsburgh to from DC to Pittsburgh. This yes. is a bike adventure. Yep. Um, but did you also know that I've I've been doing these adventures for a while? Um, in college, I did a ten day bike trip in southern Arizona with my parents. I also did a ride known as one hell of a ride in Michigan, a century. And that on my honeymoon, Sarah and I did biking all around the Lake District in England, including a bike ride up and over a place called Honister Pass. Mm. And we have the picture next to the sign that says 25% grade. So this is all number one? This is, this is all number things. one. That's all three things. One. That he's an adventurer is what but, he's saying. Bicycle but, adventures. if any one detail of any of those three things is I'm not true. Bill. I'm not he's, Bill. He's not. He can't do yeah, that. He's I'm not that. Bill. Okay, so that's number one. That's one. That's three things. That's three things. You're doing yep. this game wrong. Right. That's <laughs> okay. number one. So number two. Number two. If you number go two. to If you go to Oberlin and you go into Phillip's gym and you go to the wall where they have pictures of past athletic teams. You can find a picture of me, of Sarah, of my father, and of my grandfather. All on the wall. Okay. Okay. All right. Phillips Jim. Yep. Phillips Jim. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and the last one is um, also sports-related. Um, so in my 40s, I played on a, a baseball team. Um, it was a 35-and-over baseball league. Played Twilight. In wood, Twilight League. Yeah, wood, wood bats. We played on Sunday mornings. Um, and, uh, and I played shortstop, and I pitched. And in one season, I threw a no-hitter. And I also hit three home runs in that season. The no-hitter wasn't a nine-inning no-hitter. We mercy ruled the team, so it was only five innings. See the detail. He's throwing in some detail there. Yeah. Okay. So those, right, are, those, those are our those three. Are, those are my three. Now we get to right. ask questions? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can right, ask Bill, questions. You seem ditching. You're well, just, a, just a recap. Right. One is you're a bike adventurer. Yes. Two, there's a picture of you of in a, what I'm assuming is a famous gym. In Oberlin. Oh, it's just the Phillips Gym. Just, just a well-known. It's just the, it's just like the gym. Phillips the gym Seafood there. and Gym, or <laughs> just Phillips Gym. <laughs> it's just the gymnasium. And the then in your forties, you were a Twilight League phenom, baseball phenom. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Just to recap. That's exactly what I was. All right. So I got questions. Okay. Why 
Why are your pictures on the on the gym wall? For what? Sports. I, I no no like what? Uh, so you're on there for what? Baseball. I'm on there for baseball. Sarah's Sarah? on for, Sarah's on for track and field hockey. And your father? Uh, for wrestling. Your grandfather? For uh, baseball and football. Wow. All right. So when you're pitching in this Twilight League. Yes. So you went only went five innings? It was a mercy rule. So, we killed them. Well, so you only had to get rid of 15 people? Uh, yeah. I guess that's right. You're not sure? <laughs> well, five times three. Yeah, unless I, I... It wasn't a perfect game. So I, I probably had a few walks. So there's probably a couple errors. You don't remember if you had walks? No. This seems I'm so excited about it. About all the I remember. I would remember every single statistic of that game. Yeah, I know. I don't remember that stuff. And I think this is actually brilliant on his part because he's he's got this because he knew you'd go statistical on the baseball thing, and he's got me on the bike thing, thinking that he's now, got me skeptical the, on the bike thing. Now I think the bike thing. I think he's talked about the first one. He said a ten day trip in southern Arizona with his folks. I think he's told us about that. I just remember the seven-man canoe race. That's something that I remember. But the hunt, he said he did a century in Michigan? Century in Michigan called called One Hell of a Ride. Could And I could go through Hell, Michigan. Isn't there a Hell, oh, Michigan? There is a Hell, Michigan. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that sounds real. <laughs> yeah, but he, that's not why he said that. Yeah, I think it is. That's why it's called One Hell of a Ride, because it's in Hell, Michigan. Like I want to go straight to the. I want to start typing right now. I need like a minute on Google, and I'm, yeah. I'm going to have my answer. But this honest or past twenty five percent grade thing, you didn't ride that twenty five percent grade. He said he had a picture of it. He didn't say he rode the twenty five percent. He said they oh, had no, a picture our, next our, to the sign. Our, us with our bikes at the top, the top of the pass. You next pushed to the your sign. bikes up that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's totally it. See, that's the one that actually seems. So him, I believe the thing in Oberlin. I believe the family thing, and I anything. I hate to doubt anything said about Stephen Bale Weinberg because. But not just Stephen Bale. <laughs> this is the first we've ever heard about the grandfather. Yeah, what was his name? Spartaco DiBiasio. Oh, I didn't know that. Holy Spartaco! Yep, DiBiasio. That's your yeah. mother's. My mother's father. father. Yeah. Why did you not keep that name? Yeah, you guys, you shouldn't have. You should have just gone with that. That's a, a much name. better name. Especially living in Jersey. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, my God, I love that name. All right, I guess yeah. we got to vote here. What do you think? <sighs> I I think he's lying about the baseball thing. I don't think he can hit three home runs. He said over the season, right, not in the same game? It was a game. <laughs> You hit three home runs no, in one game? No, not in one game. No, no, I never did that. He said in the oh, course of the, in the season, season, he in threw a no-hitter, and over the course well, of the season, a he bit threw tougher. three home runs. All right, I'm saying the bike thing's a lie. He's going to dupe me. He got me. I'm going with the bike thing's a lie. <laughs> See, I'm going to be mad if the bike thing's a lie because I, I think the first one I've heard about. So if it's like one of the details of one of those things, <laughs> that mm -hmm. just makes me angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not think, Phil. So... <laughs> He's on the wall. He played baseball, so there's he a possible the, the team. The, the team picture should be sponsored up there by from Phillips. Every, yeah, but uh, it, that's I think Phillips is the gym on campus, right? Yeah, it's that's a the campus. gym on campus. It's yeah. just the, that's the rec center. That's the gym. Yeah. That's Oberlin's gym. Yeah. Sure. So the idea that they have team pictures there, yeah, just means that his 
those people all went and played on sp- sports teams there. Yeah. So I'm going with number three is the lie. Number three is the lie. That's what I'm going with. Number three is the lie. <laughs> I should have stayed with number three. Yes. The, the lie is because I, in the no-hitter that I threw, some tool bag hit a ball, a foul ball that hit the third base coach, and the umpire called it a fair ball. Oh. <laughs> Gave him a base hit. In, in the field of play. In the field. No, he wasn't in the field of play. He was outside third base. He was outside the line. And he wasn't past third base. And I also have only hit four home runs in my life. Mm. See, I knew Um, the home runs were a stretch. Yeah, and we were in a wood bat league. I was not scaring the the fence with the Right. But I figured the fence would be in pretty tight. No, I was just playing a regular high school stadium, high school fields. Oh, I thought you were playing like some some park somewhere. Oh, no. You pushed your bike up honest or pass. I made it up most of the way, and I did push it up the last bit. Of course he did. That's, yeah. yeah he didn't and we were going 40 miles an hour down the other side, sure screaming. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, we went back. We drove it with the, with the kids later. Mm-hmm. It, and we do have pictures of us at the top of the pass, 25%. That's, awesome. That's yeah. great. It was, it was crazy. It was beautiful. Very cool. Should have gone with my gut. You should have gone with your gut. I'm very proud right. of myself. Yeah. Hell of a ride did go through Hell, Michigan. See? Yep. And yeah. we did bike in southern Arizona. That trip into Bisbee. Have you guys ever been to Bisbee, Arizona? No. You should go to Bisbee, Arizona. Great town. I'm going to be in, in Gilbert, Arizona in June. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where my sister lives, and my father's turning 80. We're all going to go hang. So, wow. No offense nice. to you personally, Brian. No offense, Brian. Yeah, no. that sounds yeah. like a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Wow, you guys did really well. Joey? I actually did well. What are you talking yep. about? I wanted yeah. to do well and then talked myself out of it. Yep, you totally talked yourself out of it. I went with a dupe. He duped me. All right, Joey. All right, Joey. All right, so here we go. As as I always do, I've got a theme. So I've got something from elementary <laughs> school. I've got something from middle school, and I've got something from high school about things I was told not to do. Okay. okay. Are you prepared? Yes. Okay. No. So as you guys know, um, my, my birthday is in October, and when we moved to Texas as a little kid, the cutoff, like most places, is September. But I'd already kind of started kindergarten, so I was told, "Don't start first grade early." You're likely going to have math problems. That's what my mother was told. She started me anyway. Um, these are all nice and short. I'll make them easy on you. Yes. So in, in middle school, I wanted to play trumpet, and the band director told me, don't play trumpet because you're never, never going to be able to play high notes set up like you. You should play tuba. You're going to have high note problems. Don't do it. <laughs> and, and then in high school, I was told, don't take typing you should go take calculus. So those are all three things that I was told by people who are reputable, people who are supposed to be in charge of things. Wow. Um, I find all of them very, very funny, as I did all three mm-hmm, of those things. Mm-hmm. I did start <laughs> early, I did play trumpet, and I did take typing. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of typewriter were you using? Oh, we had the IBM Selectrix in our typing Selectrix. Class. The IBM Selectric, electric typewriter. Electric typewriter. Yeah. Very fancy. How many well, words a minute did you type in high school? Wait, wait, By wait. The, don't answer that. Wait. Why? By the time he finished, he was doing 82 words a minute. No. Uh, our our typing teacher had very strict rules about such matters. He had a voice just like Mr. Rogers when he talked. Uh-huh. It took me a while to figure out what it was, and then I closed my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so at the end of most classes, he would say, okay. He would put something up on the overhead, and we had to type. If you made one mistake, your per minute count did not matter. 
So you had to type without error. Right. Mm. And I, by the time I graduated high school, I was regularly over 60 words a minute. I could do 60 words a minute on a typewriter with zero mistakes. With no mistakes. Yeah. Wow. Killer. I had the same typing teacher in high school that my mom had when she was at the same high school. Nice. <laughs> of course you did. And I remember at one of those open house, you know, parent night things, and she said to him, Mr. Zafudo, how many words a minute can he type? And he said, well, Christine, about 80. But they're all misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them is wrong. <laughs> now, what kind of typewriter did you type on, Bill? Oh, I don't remember. Like so, the name of it? No, I don't remember the name of ours. Yeah. Do it, was ele- it was an electric typewriter. Oh, yeah. mine was not electric. Mine they had electricity man- back then? Manual typewriter. <laughs> manual typewriter. No no letters on the on the keys, of course. Do you guys have no letters on the keys? Oh no, we had what? letters on the keys. We there had letters typewriter. on the keys. What are you talking no. about? They, they had, had a typewriter. chart. There was a chart on the board. No letters on the keys. This okay. so made no no need to look down. Nothing well, there. It didn't help. Nothing there. Yeah. Nothing yeah. there. Yeah. But if you but if at the start of the test you went over and you hammered your your colleague's keyboard, all of the things they would just stick. all lock up. Yeah. Oh. So we did that to each other. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Uh. All right, so that's a typewriting thing. So they, they, so they told you not told to take to, typing, but you did it. Yeah, guidance counselor said, listen, you're doing really well here. You should go take calculus. But you took typing anyway. I took typing anyway. Yeah. He also took calculus. He probably taught calculus. <laughs> to be fair. You guys to are be awesome. fair. That's probably true. <laughs> to be All fair. Right. In middle school, they were trying to get him to switch. No, to, to start. When to I start on tuba because like we tried in, out we tried out instruments and in middle school, at sixth grade. That's when we started. Oh, sixth grade is middle school. And, yeah. and the first note they asked him to play in trumpet was a low G, and the guy's like, "Look, <laughs> look, <laughs> couple things. You will never, never be able to do this. Come over here with me. Yeah. <laughs> his big instrument, this big mouthpiece, yeah. is just your size. Yeah, I think that's true." I bet that is true. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with high school's a lie. And not the elementary school. Don't start early. No, because that's First more. Grade. No, because that's more about Dame Judith and I. Yeah. Oh, she definitely pushed him out early. There's no yeah. question about that. She right. did not want me around the house. That was. Clear. But did right. they tell him to not? Did they say don't start early? They not yes. only said don't start early. They said uh, boys who start early have math problems. Right. Oh, yeah. They definitely said that to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, you don't know my son. And she went they ahead said, with it anyway. They said don't take typing. It's It's got to be high school. Yeah. Nobody told you to not take typing and take calculus instead. You're absolutely correct. Uh, although yes. my math teacher did, my trig teacher absolutely told me that, but it wasn't the guidance <laughs> counselor <laughs> because I was in our last day of trig pre-calculus. You had to turn in your forms and get teacher signatures to take calculus, and I did not turn in a form. Mm. She asked me to stay after class and berated me for not taking calculus. <laughs> wow. But the reason I was taking you typing, took, you took calculus. No, I didn't take calculus. I you never did, my not... schedule. So oh, wow. Because I was taking band and jazz band were both curricular, which also made her mad. She's like, well, don't take one of those. I'm like, I'm going to go be a trumpet player. That <laughs> makes more sense. What year was this? What year was this? Uh, my junior, senior year. Going senior into my senior year. year. Going into senior year. So she said, why aren't you taking calculus? And I said, um, my mother, actually, uh, I was asked to go on this European tour thing. And she said, I'll let you go do that, but you have to take typing. Mm. 
And I said, I don't want to take typing. What am I going to need typing for? You're going to need typing. And, and it turns out, I hate to admit this, especially when yeah. we're recording this, going to put this out. She was absolutely right. Because <laughs> when we were graduating high school, uh, one, computers weren't really a thing. But when you got to college, typing papers was a thing. Yeah. yeah so exactly. while I was at Eastman, I very regularly uh, typed. Uh, I made a, a fair amount of spending money. I would charge friends. We had like these little five-page papers here and there. I would charge friends a buck a page, and I'd fix your spelling. And grammar. I wouldn't touch your content, but I couldn't let you go on that one. And so, hey, five-page paper, they give it to me, take me 20 minutes, knock out five pages, get five bucks. You would have made rent money on Bill. Yeah. yeah. On my typing, yeah. Wow. I type better now. Yeah. So, yeah, not, my guidance counselor did not say that to me, but uh, my first band director, who was a trumpet player, did actually say, you should really play tuba because how you're set up, you're, you're never going to play high notes. Well, he did that <laughs> for the same reason we so, put you on bass trumpet. Yeah, no, she did. She was a trumpet no player. Threat. And then she left to go do a high school thing. So like four years later, when we are at high school jazz festival, I was like, yeah, if more for these range problems I have. She goes, let me off the hook. It's fine. <laughs> she was awesome. Wow. Yeah. How funny Absolutely is that? Absolutely true. That is beautiful. All right, well done, wow. boys. I, I, right. I, I did not Sniffed it out. You got it. You, you both did well. Right. That's good. All right, are you ready? No. All right, in undergrad school, uh, at IUP, we were about to get new uh, marching band uniforms, and I was actually the person who was selected to wear the prototype uniform to the university president's office when they were asking for funding. And I was the person wearing the uniform when they did the initial sketches and photos, that some of which are still used in visual identity for the for the group. Because actually, you're actually looking at a picture of me. Oh my God, that's fabulous. <laughs> okay, next one. Okay. <laughs> At Messiah, uh, I suppose in other places too, when faculty line up to process for convocation and commencement, they do so in order of seniority. Now, I don't actually ever process because in a genius move several years ago, I formed a group called the President's Brass, and we play for such functions. So I don't. it avoids me renting or buying regalia. <laughs> this was my way out. Okay. However, wow. due to an interesting series of events, retirements, and other factors as of this fall, if I were to process... I would be the first person in line. Of You're the whole the university? Senior faculty member at Messiah University? At the no university. Way. I mean, he's senior There's a to lot us. of factors. A lot of All factors right. in there. Right? Uh, we'll come around. Okay. All right. Uh, last one. Um, as a young department chair, I hated doing faculty loads because it was a complex and painful process, which involved math. The way they had us do it made no sense to me whatsoever. So about my second or third year as chair, my frustration got the best of me. And in a meeting of all department chairs and the people who oversaw this thing, I said something like, you know this would be a lot easier if we just did this. And then I was had that moment where I was like, you're talking. You, <laughs> why are you why talking? Why are you talking right uh -oh. now? You know? Yep. And then about two years after that, my dean came back to me and said, well, looks like somebody was listening. Here's the new program for faculty lows, which is still the same program we use today. All right. That's it? That's it. Those are all three. All right. <laughs> Permission to approach the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Permission to treat the witnesses hostile. <laughs> yes. Granted. Um, uh, when did you start at Messiah? Uh, 1996. And there are this no faculty members that have been there since before then? My president was hired two years after me. 
my dean was hired one year I'm not talking about presidents and deans. I'm talking about faculty. There are no, like, 80-year-old faculty that are just not retired. Remember, we just went through a massive prioritization here and a bunch of retirements. So what I'm saying, it was a bunch of factors that all of a sudden this hit. I was not expecting this to happen. I'm not buying it. There's somebody, there's a history professor who's in his 70s. Uh, that I need, department. I need one more minute on Google here. <laughs> just <laughs> give me just a sec. All right, let's go back to IUP. Uh, mm-hmm. So they bring they bring a uniform in. They only have one uniform? Yeah, prototype. Yeah, the prototype. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they already have uniforms. They're not actually going to bring back one me up on this. And, and, and why would that go to the president? Why would you go model. to the I was why the would you Why would you go to someone else's office? Well, the band director is going to make that call. You were the prettiest no, person were, in the band. <laughs> they were trying to get, they were, you know, doing the thing where they're getting funding and they're getting traction for this project and all that. So they had the uniform made up. and then Before they, they the, had funding? Well, sure, because you're in that process to try to, you got to go through the through the budget process but, and all no, that. This is part of regular budget. Every several years you get new uniforms. No. No. No, no. At a place like IU it is. Yeah. Not where we work. <laughs> Doesn't sound right to me. Somebody did that. Somebody prayed into the president's office in the uniform. Why would you put a kid in a, into the I president's just don't bl- office? The president, the president has say over band uniforms? Oh, yeah. Well, the president has say over the budget. Yeah. You know, to say, look, look how that, much better we'd look if we were wearing these other than these other things that we have. What were but it wasn't colors? Bill. Maroon and slate. Oh, really? Slate? Yeah, gray. Maroon and gray. I understand what slate means. Just (laughs) clarify. All right. So what was your genius idea for how to deal with loads? Well, so this is so simple. I said, why don't we just base this off of the schedule? We all have to do a schedule of when all our classes meet, and all those classes are assigned to faculty member. Isn't there a way you can just take the information from that and see what faculty members are teaching based on the schedule rather than we do loads over here and a schedule over here and classes over here? It all eventually had to come together on the schedule. So once the schedule was made, then it would generate all this other information about who was teaching and how many load units it was. But that wouldn't work for uh, performance faculty worked across campus for everything for classes it does work because you can put in teaching loads you can put in uh, how many applied lessons there are that goes in the schedule but that's not in your load that's not in your schedule it's called calm curriculum and load management software but by default your lessons don't show up on your schedule no but there's there's a dummy place for those in terms of the amount of load that there is there are tba in there Hmm, that sounds fishy. These all Joey sound doesn't fishy. like the math. No, it doesn't. It doesn't actually work as as you're as simply as you're saying it does. He's playing on the idea that we that he's the oldest person in the group, and how old we keep thinking, we keep saying he is. Six. Okay, there's well, that's no what way. Thinking about you're like, what you're really trying to somebody, do. Somebody's been there thirty years. Somebody has been. Somebody's been yes. there thirty years. Remember, they didn't get rid of you, every. You remember what we just went through. Yeah, somebody's hanging on though. They somebody didn't, didn't take the buyout. Everyone. Somebody didn't take the buyout. Yeah. Right. What do you What do you think, Brian? The chair yeah, calls, I, calls I, the I, question. No, I I think he's not. He's not the. Is it just the oldest person? We do it by the oldest no, person. No, he means not seniority. The, he no, said seniority, seniority, not by oldest. I didn't say there could be people here older than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, by my seniority. Dean, somebody yeah. else came. Somebody else has been on the campus. I, since I think before, so too. I think that's 96. a lie. Ninety six. I think number two is a lie. Yeah, I'm definitely going with number two. Is that what you're going with? Yeah complete lie there's no way i'm the oldest person 
<laughs> Not even close. There we go. There we go. Yeah. There's some there. people limping around campus <laughs> trying to so figure good. out where their office is. We had a guy that taught here, stayed on contract. Like he, he taught for a dollar a year after a certain period of time. Oh, wow. He was he was like 101 years old. He was a biology professor. Just wanted oh. an office on campus. He had published all this stuff and everybody knew who he was and everything. And the university was like, absolutely, you can stay as long as you want. Wow. Worked wow. for a dollar a year. Yeah. Pretty crazy. All right, boys. Well done. Time for cool. time for a couple things. Look, as trumpet players, we've become really good at judging things. We judge one another, our friends, other people we know, and especially people we don't know. But we also want to be specific in our criticism, which is why we developed our very special rating system, overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Yes. Today, we all bring a variety of things to the table so that we can all chime in and determine their status. I love it. Absolutely. Brian already warmed us up, so we're good. Yeah. yeah, we're ready to go. We're off. Yeah, primed and ready to go. All right, so we're just going to go like uh, we Do got five usual. each. Yep, five each. All yep. right, we so just, Brian, you're going to lead off, and we're just just, gonna go. just one, and we're just going to go around the yeah. Around we'll the go around the horn. Yeah, we'll yep. just go right around the horn. Initial right. reactions, and we'll just go. So overrated, underrated, properly rated. The importance of tongue placement in range when playing the trumpet. You're just poking me. You're poking just, me in the eye. I just got a headache behind my left eye. <laughs> well, if your tongue were in the right place, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun thinking about that. Okay, I'm so angry right now. I'm, I'm not even going to let Bill speak for the next uh, 10 minutes. I, 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 <laughs> nope, stop talking. Here's so what, what you Bill, gotta do is. No, let me be perfectly clear, and I can't say this strongly enough, over- Rated. The idea that anyone knows what someone else's tongue is actually doing and everybody's the same, both of those things are ludicrous. There are general guidelines that probably hold true for most people, but the idea that your tongue should be here so that you can play this note, no. Overrated. I'm out. <laughs> But you got to say E when you get to the top of the staff, right? When it says E on your music, I can you be have at to your be at house e. in two hours, <laughs> and then we're gonna beat him about the head and shoulders Senseless. with a cup mute with stickers on it, and put the stickers on you instead of bandages. <laughs> that is as overrated as overrated as can be. I love it, Brian. And are you voting on your own? Oh, I think it's very overrated. It is a thing. Yes. It's wow. definitely a thing. It's a thing. Oh, your I'm tongue so has to go here when you play this note and here when you play this note. I think I'm what you're so talking mad. about is, uh, I was referred to me once as voicing. You have to get your voicings right for every note. Every note yeah. has a proper voicing. Right. If that's exactly. true, you can't have flexibility. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. Wow. You know, the last time, well, one of the times we played this game, you started out with a bang, too. Yeah. Well, I, I do think he's doing that just to poke me, but that's a fairly easy one. I yes. wanted mine to all be difficult. Okay. So you ready for okay. my first one? Yes. I decided to start with a mouthpiece. <laughs> okay. The 3C. Oh, wow. Overrated, okay. underrated, properly rated. Please discuss. Well, me personally or in the world? <laughs> in the world. In the world. In the world. 
other schlubs besides Uh, us schlubs i'm i'm gonna go rated i think it's entirely rated it it does what it does you can get a good sound on it it's a universal donor for a lot of different kind of playing i think and i think that's the way people see it and it's a great like sort of middle of the road thing that you can branch off from if you want to do this thing or that thing so you don't think it's underrated because it's so good at so many things and so universal no, I, I think people no. use it as, I use it as that. It's the I, I mouthpiece will, you go to. Yeah, I will say I've come to appreciate it more and more over the years because I think if you're going to play a 3C, just go ahead and play a one and a half. <laughs> but what if a 3C is better? <laughs> then is well, it underrated because it's actually better? Yeah. Because bigger is not always better. I think I would have answered this question differently even a year ago, but I'm going to just go with rated now. I think I think it's properly rated. The wow. 3C is proper, properly okay. rated. People right. respect it. They use it. It's a lot of students come to school with it, right? Yeah. That's what they're playing on. Here's the test. If somebody, if you ask someone, what are you playing? And they say playing a 3C, you kind of go, oh, okay. Go fine. But okay. if they say a 7C. We just take it away from them. Yep. We take it away from them. Can I yeah. see that? And you throw it out the window. Exactly. <laughs> you append you tell them, go buy a 3C. <laughs> Yeah, because you wouldn't want to jump up too quickly. And right. a five would be, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just just do it. As long as we're doing this, let's go to a 3C. Yeah. I think it might be, I think, I, I, that was two votes. It'll carry. But I think it might be a little underrated, a little taken for granted, a little, yeah, we know. And it, we kind of count on it. We know it's there. I think too it might familiar. be a little, yeah. little I think it might you be a little, a little underrated. A little underrated. A little yeah. As a mouthpiece, as a concept. Yeah. Might <laughs> be. As a concept. All right, but we'll go. The 3C. All right, but, yeah. As a concept. The 3C as a concept. Exactly. All right, Bill, underrated. you're up. Number one. Uh, I think this is an easy one. Okay. Uh, we'll see what you guys think. I'd like to know, overrated, underrated, properly rated, pedal tones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't think that's easy at all. Wow. I know. I know. This is good. This is really good. Because pedal tones can be contentious. There are people that say they're the secret to the upper register. There are pedal to- people that say playing pedal tones will ruin you. Don't ever do them. I find both of those things to be wrong, frankly. Um, I do like the idea of pedal tones for me personally as if you want to play a low F sharp, then that shouldn't be the lowest note you practice. Wow. That I like. Um, mm-hmm. 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 I'm going to go ahead and say underrated, and here's why. <laughs> I think pedal tones are one of those things people talk about but don't really practice a lot. Yes. This is a good point. So I do think they might be a little underrated as far as if you really actually play down there without screwing up your face, not no dropping the lips out of the mouthpiece or any of that kind of crap, yeah. that you can that you can gain stuff from that. But I think most people talk the talk but don't walk the walk. Yeah, I was going to say, pe- yeah, people talk about it, but they don't actually do it enough. And they're like, yeah, yeah, pedal tones, those are really good for oh, you. Yeah, they're good for they, you. They, should, they really open up your sound, make it nice and clear. Yeah, loosen you up. Yeah, but they're not doing them in there every day. Yeah, yeah, I'm going underrated. Brian? Well, what about in, in terms of the stamp book? Like, everybody plays out of the stamp book, right? And no, so everybody's, not everybody. No, not everybody's, everybody should, but, I mean, at some point. <laughs> not everybody, not everybody, everybody out, does. Played out of it today. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's People think it's the answer to a lot of problems, Right. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, th- but I, no, I don't think they're correct. But I think they do. But they're think kind it's of an revered a little bit. Yeah, in some circles, but they're also hated in others. True. 
So, so is the average properly rated? I don't know. Do you do it on the average? What do you think, Brian? So, so many people overrate them. So many people underrate them. Mm-hmm. So therefore, therefore, in the aggregate, the averages that they're rated, they're properly rated. I don't, I don't know. I don't I, think I don't think they're properly rated. I think they're I think they're underrated because people talk a good game, and don't actually do them enough. Yeah. So you I, think they're underrated? I think they're underrated. I try to remain agnostic on the subject of pedal tones. <laughs> Tell us about your pedal C. If I could find it, I'd let you know. Bill's pedal C. <laughs> if we could find and, it, it would be and underrated. Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm going to have to go overrated on the pedal tone thing. Overrated. Because I, I think you can still do a lot of things even if you don't have good pedals. That's certainly true. I agree with that concept. Yeah. I don't think you That's need pedal true. tones to be able to be good. That's certainly right. true. like playing the mouthpiece. You do, you can still be a great <clears throat> trumpet player if you can't don't play the mouthpiece. Yeah, I don't play the mouthpiece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't we play the mouthpiece? Yeah. So am I convincing you guys otherwise? Or are you still going to go with your underrated and rated? I Wait, Joey, what did you say? I said underrated. You both said underrated. Uh, we both said underrated. But I, no. I, I, I'm yeah. looking at it differently, so I think I, could, I get it. <laughs> Is going... this the first time you changed Joey's mind on something? No, no, I said underrated. <laughs> I, I, I agree with his concept, but I, I still no, think they're underrated. No, he didn't mean he was changing his mind. He's just I'm saying not he's looking at it differently oh, than I am. Okay, sorry. Yeah. What are you crazy? Yeah, like, yeah, differently coming to the same conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it right, and Bill's looking at it differently. Right there, it is. <laughs> I, what I think is, I think if I could learn to compress, if I could compress wow. my compress your pedals, <laughs> don't let me come over there. Oh my gosh! I'm still going to go overrated, That's and I know you could do that. All the hate mail can come in. Yeah, but but I'm there. Overrated. There you go. Mm-hmm. Overrated. All right, Brian. Round two. Okay. All right, round two. Um, all right, round two. Customized trumpet mouthpieces. Oh well, define <sighs> customized trumpet mouthpieces. What do you, do you mean? Yeah. All right. So you go to a mouthpiece maker with your Bach three C. Yeah. And you say, I need something that works for me this doesn't work for me and they give you a throat and a backbone and a rim contour and a and a mm-hmm. cup <clears throat> and that's your mouthpiece or you buy a mouthpiece that was made for somebody else and because their names on it so which is the customized yeah that's different yeah it's customized for them do you mean and customized you for it. you or customized for someone else? Either way so it's oh, a customized those are, but those mouthpiece. are vastly different those mouthpieces those are really different okay so is your concept the use of a this mouthpiece that was custom designed for someone else, yes, or, or you having one made a, for you, getting one made or for you, or at some point, yeah. Say you're in college, you're in your junior year. But those year. are two different things. Which yeah. one do you want us to rate? I want you to rate both of them. Okay, I'll rate both of them. So, uh, first, the idea of buying a mouthpiece because it has someone else's name on it. Vastly overrated. Overrated. <laughs> Check. Right. right. That's, Check. I think that's easy. The idea that I'm going to buy the Player X mouthpiece because that player plays it, ludicrous. Uh, right. you know, and yet. Who, who, and yet, I know, signature mouthpieces are, are an odd thing. I, I, I right. know they exist. I, I don't understand why anyone would think, well, I, because I want to sound like them, I'll just buy their mouthpiece, and then magically right. that's going to happen, even Oof. though we're wildly different people. But... <laughs> The idea of going to, uh, you know, an excellent you know, mouthpiece maker, knowing what you want 
and having stuff together and having them customize something for you, I think that's underrated. I've been trying to sell my students on this all the time. The idea, okay, we've gotten you to this point. Now, uh, you guys know I like Carl Hammond, and and he's up in Chicago. He's just a couple hours away. And a few times I've gone up there with, here's where I am, here's where I am, can we get to something? He's like, all right, let's go. And a couple hours later, I walk out with something that I like better. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. When do you want people to do this? When they're all when they're good and they're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be out of shape. Can't be right after a vacation. No, it needs to be at a time where you actually already play well. Can't be after and, your hundred days when you're no. out of shape. Yeah, it, no. it needs to when you're playing well and you're actually practicing all the time and you're running up against problems that lead you to believe that equipment play at least a part of that. Right. Yeah, and I totally agree with both sides of this that Joey's saying. Buying a mouthpiece that's got someone else's name on it, you know, <laughs> overrated. Just don't do that. But the other thing is completely underrated. I've gone and, you know, we've all used Peter Pickett. Yeah. What Peter does is absolutely incredible and will change the way you play. Yeah. For the better. So that's absolutely. underrated. That's totally underrated. you got to get out and do that. People, not yeah. People don't realize it's important. Yeah. yeah. How important it is. Yeah. I like it. What do you think, Brian? It's good. I think customized mouthpieces are, are a little bit overrated. Both sides? Oh, definitely the signature mouthpieces are yeah. way overrated. Okay. Right. Way Yeah, because how would you know how to arch your tongue because you're not that person? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. How would you know how to compress that air? Yeah, different compression rates. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, nice. but the other one you think is overrated I think, as well. Yeah, because I think we're changing all the time, and I think – you know, experimenting or having a kit or access access to a kit where you can try some different things is, but I think getting a fitting, that's a moment in time. I think might be mm. for many people is mm. that's difficult. Interesting. So you're saying that you just play a, a box three C is what you're saying. Just play a box three C. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but somehow three three seasons right. of podcasting undone in one statement. There it is. Right. <laughs> just do it. All right, so. All right, Joey, round two. All right, so I started with a mouthpiece. I want to go to a piece of music. So. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Halsey Stevens, Sonata oh. for Trumpet. Oh, man. Underrated, properly rated. I told you I want to make this hard. Oh, this is a tough one because. I, I, it's on purpose. It is. I love the Halsey Stevens. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do. There's a butt coming. There's a butt coming because, l- let me clarify this. In terms of, like, let's say. A competition piece, for example, like taking it to NTC, high risk, no reward, in my opinion. Okay. That's a high wire act, and you're not going to get credit for mu- the musical stuff that's in it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mostly okay. because of those two lines you know I'm talking about on the second page. Second page, all the F-sharp stuff. Yeah. E- exactly. It's so easy to fold on that. It's just high risk, and I just don't know that there's enough other stuff there to pay it off. But from a sheerly musical perspective, as I a piece love of the music. piece. Yeah. As a piece of music, this is interesting. As a piece of music, I'm going to say underrated. What about as a pedagogical piece of music? As a teaching piece? Yeah, underrated. Underrated. Mhm. Right. I think there's right. a lot in there. There's a lot in there. I agree. There's a that. lot in there. Yeah. So I I played this um I did, I did, with too. A, did the whole thing with a with a Russian pianist. Nice. <laughs> Said this is cheap. 
So you accompany the piano. <laughs> he said, this is cheap. <laughs> this is cheap. Like pop wow. music. <laughs> and I love the piece. I think it's a great piece. I think it's actually underrated. Um, oh. I, I think it's a great mm-hmm. piece. I don't agree that it's a high wire act on a on a on a in a contest. I I think you can. That's not that second page is not that crazy. And no, I, but it. I, that's I also fast. think I also Often think trashed. if you nail it, you you actually get credit. I actually think you do get rewarded. Yeah, I think you play that through and it just like flows right out. People are like ooh wee. And, I've, heard, I've just heard it stepped on so many times. Well, well certainly, but that's not high risk high reward. That is folding. That's over. <laughs> that's I'm saying players. that undoes everything else you do. Sure. Oh yeah, it's certainly that, or if you miss the idea on the end, right? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Because I actually agree. I, this is a piece that seemed to be played a lot more when I was younger. I don't hear it nearly as it's much not anymore. As much, yeah. But I do think it's underrated. I think it's a great piece. I think it offers a lot as far as uh, for students. I think there's a lot to teach. Yeah, I think it's underrated. I think we got to so, bring it back. And the second movement is beautiful, gorgeous, right? gorgeous. So weird aside here, um, how did the the cannon hung on all that time? Right, cannon's easier, but Halsey right, but Halsey's not as high. Fell off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a couple things that cannon does not offer the technical demands and stops at the high C. Yep. Yeah, and only only brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done Halsey Stevens on C trumpet? No, I'd never even considered that. And I was here a couple of years, and this potential grad student walked in the room holding his C trumpet, and he said, what was I going to start with? He said, I'm going to start with Halsey Stevens. And I thought to myself, he's holding the wrong horn. You're going to run out of and, notes. And then he <laughs> plays it, and he, he knocked it right down. And uh, I'm like, what the heck? And John and Ed were like, think about the second page. E's better than F sharp. Yeah. Way better. But yeah. you got to have that F. you got to have that have low the, F locked and low loaded. F. Yeah, you <laughs> yep, got to have the low early. F. Yep. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But I, I've I never done know. it that way. Come on, that's a B flat trumpet piece. I I actually agree. I agree it's a B flat trumpet piece. And I agree that it's underrated. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the last movement on those those trills and the last movement on C trumpet are kind of twisty. They're, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Kind of a drag. All right, Bill, give us some round two. Round two? Yeah. Weighted bottom caps. All right, this is all right. Hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Let me get my cornet. Now, I used to. I, if you had asked me this the first time I heard about them, I would have gone immediately to overrated. However, yes. however, in the learning about everything can make a difference. I have tried a number of horns, including my uh, my. I have a Shire's B flat trumpet. My third valve bottom is a different material than the first two. It made it a better horn, and I've tried horns, and especially either first or third seems to make a bigger difference on B flat trumpets than others. There are times where they make those horns play better; they lock in better. They're more stable. They're more thing. I think, I think they might be. Ah, this is hard because a lot of people like swear by them, and a lot of people think they're garbage. So, but. I do think they're properly rated. I think people are looking, and I think people have figured out if I need them, I'm going to slap these on. Yeah, Brian. they're def- they're definitely worth a try. And um, Tom Hutchinson is 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 hawking them now, um, and uh, I he he gave me one last summer, um, and I put it on the Besson. It made a lot of things a lot easier on the instrument. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. It's going to make things different, so it may not make it better necessarily. It will make things different, but it has made the high A super easy to play. 
mm-hmm. uh, it locks right in and it used to have a force field on it yeah. so yeah i'm i'm a t- i would i was never a believer i'm a total believer now yeah, yeah i'm all in with that, especially with underrated. the third cap third cap yeah they're underrated yeah i would definitely say underrated it's oh, a wow. good tweak it's a worthwhile yeah. thing okay do. and try them on try them on each of the valves like yeah. just mess around see which one it works so on on our horn i think it's the first valve that we have it on um yeah it's interesting mine's also third joey yours is third right on yep. the shires yeah third yeah. valve yeah you ever put a, a dime in your in your valve bottom heard of that yeah. too yeah. yeah yeah that'll change it mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's, that's a cool, good one right good call Underrated. all right call. brian round okay. three so um for round three for me um the brass player's embouchure as defined by Philip Farkas in The Art of Brass Playing. <laughs> so you're poking me again. Wow. <laughs> All right. For those who haven't who haven't read it, I won't go ahead and summarize and paraphrase now, but you should go read it. And overrated. It's not how a majority of trumpet players actually play. Well, he's got pictures in there, right? Mm-hmm. He has all these explanations about you have to do this and you have to hold it in this position and this V and these corners and then pictures of a bunch of people. And it's like that um, aren't doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And if you read that, you you and, and most if you're a professional trumpet player right now and you read that, you're going to think, wait a minute, that's not how I play. Am I doing this wrong? <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. And the answer is maybe not. Right. Yeah, overrated. Yeah. That book. <laughs> overrated. That book is a problem, uh, even for horn players, because there are horn players that essentially set up much more like trumpet and trombone players. Now the horn world is divided on this, and we're not a horn podcast, but there are horn players that are really thinking, no, this is how to play. But there are other horn players like, um, don't you just put your little mouthpiece and play, which is generally how trumpet, trombone, and tuba players play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Horn players are a little different. Uh, and in large part, I think because of Mr. Farkas, but boy, oh no, that book is seriously problematic. I mean, I know <laughs> yeah. we kind of tore apart Mr. Arbin, uh, but that book I actually have some serious problems with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over- I'm in the same place. Rated. Same over overrated. overrated. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Lots of faces look a lot different yeah. than it does in the book, and certainly different than the explanations. Yep. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> right under the bus. Wow. Yeah. Right under the horn bus. Nobody cares. All right, Joey, round three for you. All right, so uh, I've got a mouthpiece. I've got a piece of music. It's time to go for a horn. Are you guys prepared? Oh, no. <laughs> yes, we're ready. The Bach 37. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I have to come up with a new number four. <laughs> oh, oh yes! there you go. <laughs> yes. I had the Bach 37 down because I wanted to talk about this. Exactly. Me, too. So you what do you think? dog. Now i got to come up with something else. All right, All I'll right. figure it out. I yeah, think yeah. everybody's trying been trying to imitate the sound forever. I think okay. it, I think it's properly rated. You think that something that everyone is trying to cop, copy is not underrated? Cuz here's the thing, how many people it's no longer when we were growing up, even when Bill was growing up. That was sort of the default horn, gold standard. It was but it was yeah, it was and very And now diff- it is not. But it is something that everybody else seems to still be copying. Yes. yes. This is the thing. So you're saying you're saying it that makes it properly rated because everybody's trying to copy it. Everyone acknowledges that that is the gold standard that you're yeah. trying to copy. I don't think people acknowledge that anymore. I think they're pretending it's not true. <laughs> well, they're well, still doing it. They're pretending doesn't make it true. They're still doing it. Right, but they're not saying it. So if you're a high school kid right now, you know, 
Do you know that the Bach 37 is essentially the horn everybody else is copying? No, you don't know that. No, but in the industry, ah. people sell their horns as going, look, this is just a better Bach 37. This is a cheaper yeah. Bach 37. This pitch mm-hmm. is better than than the Bach 37. Mm-hmm. Easier to so, get around them. So it's still the, the standard for industry comparison. I that's where I, that's I my so. yeah. So that doesn't point. make it underrated. I think that says everything we need it needs to say about it. They're still trying to copy it. Yeah, it's certainly not overrated. It's not overrated. No, I think it, I I can think it's, it's a little underrated because boy, I think it changed the way trumpets are made. Yes. Well, look, the that. fact that both of us put it on our list today. That's what I'm saying. For, for the same reason. Yeah, so I still think that's un- a, so underrated. I wow. still think I think now I think in 1988 properly it, rated. It was rated. Yeah. Yeah. I think now a little underrated cuz it by the way, still a great horn. Right. <laughs> great if horn. underrated means that if we're if our vote of underrated means that we think it needs more attention for what it's done then I'm going to go underrated as well. That's a great point. I think that's I what it. you're saying, right? That is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think that that part is getting kind of left behind now. Right. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, Bach makes good horns, but you know, like, yeah, but that's still the horn everybody's trying to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I'm in. Yeah. No, that deserved to be on the list. Yeah. I, I was just sitting here waiting. I'm like, one of you two is going to put this on your list. <laughs> yeah, I beat you to it. I'm so happy right now. I should have just moved it up the list. I was saving it. That was going to close to my big finish. Ah, well, now you got to go your number three. What's your number three? My number three is the Guard Elite Triple Trumpet Case. The Guard oh. Bag. That's a good case. Yeah. It's a really good case. Um, so everybody had those at NTC, right? They were everywhere. They're everywhere. Except the IU kids who all have Messina bags. Right. <laughs> right. The, the Midwest crew has their Messina bags. It's funny if it was like, how do all those kids have those different colored? What are those? Like, <laughs> like call Erica. Here's my here's my question. Do your horns ever get bent in that case? No. I've not had one issue in that case. Never, no issues. Nope. All right. Your horns are bent from how loud you play them. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I think properly rated, I think everybody knows it's a great case, and it is a great case. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little nervous about it because everybody has them now. So you think you're going to pick up it the might, wrong case? It, it might be overrated. No. Because everybody has them. What else is there out there that people should be buying, should be considering? Well, this is the thing. Messina? Yeah, Messina's Messina? are great, but that's more, that's more of a gig bag, it's right? It's a gig bag. It's a shoulder gig bag. It's not a backpack, right? It's a backpack. I carry it as a shoulder, but it has back. Most of my kids carry it as backpack. But it's it doesn't have the same. Um, it doesn't have the like, same profile, but it has more room. Yeah, but it doesn't have the same hard sides that the guard does. Does no. it? No, but there are lots of great cases out there. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Messina is great if you're looking for a bag and soft case. Um, you know, the Stompy or Spanish brags for like the smallest quad out there. Stompy quad, uh, yeah. Pro- Protec, so much, I mean, they're a little bit bigger, but those Protec cases are really good. They're uh, the cheap. Marcus, the and, they're Mar- cheap. and they are cheap. The Marcus Mona cases are expensive. They're really good. They're really good. You know, and they're, yeah. they're expensive. They're lots, they are expensive, but they're, they're very they're expensive. lots of really good cases their roller out bag. There. It's very expensive, but it's yeah. great. Yeah, and Protec, those cases were great. They're heavy. They're heavy they're, and they're a little they're bulky, cheap. but they're really yeah. good case and they're really, really affordable. Yeah, but they're like really we tra- travel with six horns in those guard bags, and you can you get by flight yep. attendants with those things, no problem. Yeah, no problem. That's totally. a lot of space in there. Yeah, but so, I think, I think pro- I'm going with properly rated. Yeah, 
I might go even a little underrated on that just because I know mm. there's still so many people who carry them, but I think, yeah. They're everywhere. The leather yeah. version or the, just the regular? I don't want the leather version because it's going to get scratched and then I'm going to be angry about it. That's right, immediately. <laughs> it is a case, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I just want the, the Cordura nylon or whatever that is. Yeah. Cool. Can't get your Trombamundi patch stitched into the leather. I'm saying. Exactly. I'm not going to sew into my leather. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, round four. Kick okay, round round four. It's a piece of music. Mm. Okay, so you got a piece. I'm happy. I got there a piece go. in there too. You ready? Scriabin, poem of ecstasy. Oh. Okay, I'm ready. Underrated. Completely. I, I think this is underrated. A not only that, five trumpet parts. Don't forget. So I mean, he knew what he was writing for, and but, just uh, bringing it. But a great piece of music that doesn't get played. A ton, but boy, what a great piece of music. This is a good call, but underrated. I think this should be on much bigger part of the canon, right? Yeah, I heard a Russian orchestra do it. It was astounding. I mean, just flat out trumpet playing page after page. Just spectacular. Mm. It does appear on some auditions, not a lot. Um, principal auditions because it's heavy, heavy playing. Yeah, but I'm all Bill? in. Bill, do yeah, I'm with you guys. Underrated. Yeah, definitely uh, underrated. Should get more attention. Um, That's a good. So one. you guys should, if you guys don't know the piece, check it out. Download the parts. Get a score. Listen to it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Good call. All right. Yeah. All right, you want all big right, piece? Joey. I just want trumpet solo thing. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, the last two are more uh, broader concepts. So. Number four. Unaccompanied solos. I'm not going to pick fan. one. Huge uh, fan. <laughs> I am a huge fan. Uh, but uh, wow. as a concept, as a unaccompanied concept. solos. I, this is underrated, vastly underrated, in my opinion, because of the responsibility it shifts to the performer to do everything and to be responsible for the entire communication uh entirely transparent you're on your own it's it's some of the greatest playing you get to do in recitals it's underrated but the reason is the pieces are so hard right you don't get to do them when you're younger very much mm -hmm. right sure what's what are the entry level unaccompanied pieces um john Ketting, cheatham concoctions Ketting um, and trotta Ketting and trotta yeah those uh, are hard well, they do the, have stuff to them. Yeah, accessible. The presser suite. Do you guys the know that? Presser suite. Yeah, the presser that's suite good. is yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, but then, then it starts to get crazy with Persichetti Parable. Yeah, is that your entryway into? That's it? not that's entry level. Not entry level. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's not entry level. I want you to do this. Look at all the black notes on this page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Underrated. I'm a big fan. I'm always trying to get kids, and they're like, "Well, but uh, yeah. like I w I would love to mandate every recital, every college recital has to have at least one unaccompanied work on." Oh, that's a great idea. You know, like that should be something yeah. we should be doing. So I'm in there. All right, Bill, number four. <sighs> All right. <laughs> He's angry. I stole. Yeah, it. because it was going to be Bach 37. Uh, this will be more fun though. Uh, long tones. Wow. And I mostly did this to start a fight between the two of you because you <laughs> know what, they what are. long tones are. Yes. <laughs> long tones. <laughs> I think at this point, if we went back 20 years, 
I think long tones are underrated because I think people would, a lot of people talked about them, a lot of people like would blow them off. I think now long tones are properly rated. I think people know this is something that you should be doing and is fundamental to some serious good growth and trumpet pedagogy. I disagree. I think it's the same thing. People give them lip service. People say, oh, yeah, long tones, that's where it's at. And then they're out after four beats. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Wow. Down goes Tartel. Wow. He never saw it coming. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> so good. Appleby Weinberg from downtown. <laughs> oh, Bill, where do you come down on this? Uh, I think you described me perfectly in your description and rating. <laughs> yeah. All Years right. ago, I would have said, no, no, no. And then I, now I've learned the thing. Uh, you know, mostly in doing the thing, which Brian doesn't credit as long tones. He just thinks those are tones. Those are spider tones. Those are spiders, as we call it. As I, I've dubbed right. them. But I just saw Tony Prisk just put some stuff online, and he was doing some Mike Sachs stuff. Yeah. Yep. And he was doing the five five twenties. Yep. So five seconds this note, five seconds this note, 20 seconds this note. And I was five, messing five, around. Five, five, ten. Five, 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 ten. Yeah, yeah five, ten. Um, I was messing around with this uh, over the past week, and it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I had a student do that once from G down to low G. Yeah. They were sweating, like sweat dripping down on their face at the end of it. It's like, so you're working a little too hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, though. No, that's so, good. yeah, I'm going to go tones. underrated. Yeah. Okay. Because I think a lot of people blow it off, and I I was one of them and have had to make up for that. Yeah. Fair. Underrated. Fair. Yeah. All right, Brian. Finish it out. This Wrap is it. it up. The last yep. one. Okay. Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all they do is just make it up. Wow. <laughs> there are people who say that. I know. Oh. I all might right. be married to one. <laughs> <laughs> British, the Brits, they don't understand. They don't know. My colleague, my colleague used to call jazz and jazz music an oxymoron. Oh my gosh, oh, that's wow. fantastic. Okay. Like, that's not okay. Let's make this very clear. Jazz is highly underrated highly underrated mm -hmm. the idea of making music uh either in a small or large group um where improvisation is part of this which means being able to have that creativity on the spot be able to interact in real time in unpredictable and ways and make real music out of that highly 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 underrated yes. absolutely on every level by most people yeah 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 exactly underrated Vastly underrated, purely yep. American art form. Mm -hmm. Vastly underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underrated. Good. I cover. went and saw Preservation Hall Jazz um, at Hill Auditorium when I was when I was yes. growing up, and I just didn't understand it. But now I'm like, oh, I was in the house for that. That's. Yeah, you were in the presence of greatness. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, that's all right, awesome. Joey. What's your number five? My number five is a bigger concept that may get closer to long tones. There, consistent practice. Oh, that's oh. overrated. Come on. <laughs> Completely overrated. Jeez. Next question. Next. Bill, what you got? <laughs> right, because if I just think about it and I go a couple of days a week, I'll be fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, the think method. Well, yeah. you got to have, you got to take a day off. You got travel days. Yeah. yeah so days as long for as mental I rest. say I'm, as long as I'm saying it, it's right. good as long as, well, if you're under the umbrella of. There we go. If you're thinking about it, that yeah. counts. It's more of an umbrella. Yeah. Sometimes you I'm need to a, get away. I'm in the midst of a process. 
like a hundred days over, process arching process like i thought that might be an easy one to close out on <laughs> that's <laughs> that's great yeah good lord yeah. all right bill finish us off here. well since i had to move things around and you stole the Bach 37 i'm going with a bigger concept for number five all right uh a nap <laughs> <laughs> All right, naps, even in an era where we're told about how good and beneficial they are, naps are highly underrated. Yeah. The idea yeah. of taking a 20 minutes, putting your head down, close those, boom, knock, boom, right out, right back up, highly underrated. You're thinking, well, what, what's the big deal? I'll just I'll go right through. Nope. Get the refresh. Hit the, Taking a yeah. real, yeah. a good nap is a reset button. Yeah, the power nap. Yeah. See, I always hated napping because I would sleep too long and oh, wake up feeling no, sick no to good. my stomach. Yeah, no, no, no. not cool. No. Not yeah, cool yeah. at all. Underrated. Drink, drink some coffee or some tea or a, or a Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. Take a 20-minute nap. Wake up. It's all in your system. Recharge. Oh, ready to go. Ready to go. Right. Yep. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Well, I thought that was worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally worth it. Underrated. We finally agree. All right, boys. Time for no offense. Look, pay attention to stuff like it's your job. Don't just notice things. Rate them and rate them harshly. Judgment. Keep those discernment skills honed to a razor-sharp edge. Right. This is worth talking about, worth thinking about, so you can actually figure out what you should be doing. If you're figuring out that, wow, everybody talks about this, but I find it to be vastly overrated, stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and find exactly. out, wow, that's actually good, but people don't seem to be paying attention. That's underrated. Get going. But you got to rate these things to figure it out. Got to rate it all. It's what we do best is judge things. Yeah. Exactly. Including we'll each other. That. Just sit back and judge. <laughs> it is what we do. And harshly. But come on, I think we shed the light on a lot of good stuff today. We've, we've like done good it. work here today. We absolutely have. All right, boys, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and mind those ratings. So long from now, remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.